You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Thank you for listening. This is episode 102. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 17th of November. We've just seen the action from day one of the Paddy Power Festival at Cheltenham and so in this episode we're going to look ahead to days two and three which take place tomorrow and Sunday. We'll start with the feature race of the meeting, which takes place tomorrow, the Paddy Power Gold Cup Handicap Chase. Over two and a half miles and last season's novice chasers look like they're going to play key roles in this. The stage star who won the Turners heads the betting. Not long till May was only three and a quarter lengths behind him that day also goes. The Real Whacker won the Brown Advisory at the festival. That, of course, was over three miles, so he steps back in trip tomorrow. Unexpected Party is a second season novice, and he had an entry as well in the the Arkle Trials, so Connections must think he's quite well handicapped to offer mark of 146. Il Rodoto ran well in the race last year, he finished fourth. And Fugitive, well, he was just touched off at the Cheltenham Festival, and we'll hear a little bit more about him from his trainer later on. 14 go in total, and it looks a really competitive affair. We're going to start by hearing a bit more about the real whacker from his trainer, Paddy Neville, who Tom Stanley spoke to earlier in the week. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're, we're so quit up here. Mm. Uh, but sure, we're fine. We're, we're alive and kicking. So- really looking forward to the weekend. Is soak wet good for you, as in, you know, getting the getting the horses out and, and national hunt ground, or is it a concern for the real whacker? It's not a concern, no. Uh, no, I, I uh, bear wouldn't go real heavy, heavy, deep ground. Uh, and I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't go on it or handle it or anything like that, but it's just his first race of the season. So I had him entered in Carlisle there a few weeks ago and it, the ground just went so heavy. I said, you know what, I, I, I'll wait another few weeks mm. and uh, we'll... we'll, we'll uh, We'll wait for Cheltenham. I was I was actually in Cheltenham in the October meet, and there was beautiful ground there. So I was just hoping that that, that would stay like that for the November meet. Was the plan then to give him a run before this race, or was it was it not always that you wanted to come for this race, but now it fits as far as timing goes? Well, timing wise, yeah. But the easier option would have been the other the Calais race, but we're going into a very competitive race in, in, in the Paddy Power but we're, we're, we have the extra couple of weeks that we got as well for, for, for it to prepare him so I'm happy enough now that he's prepared well and everything has gone so good so far mm. so touch wood he's, he's, he worked this morning now and we're very happy with him so that's his real last piece of work before he runs he likes he likes, and, he, yeah. he likes the track Paddy yeah that's probably one of the things that swung us towards towards that race, you know. Uh, there was other options there, like Haydock and places and, and uh, the Newbury race. So uh, the, f- the fact that he really likes the track in Cheltenham, so we said we'd start him off there. What, so, really. what do you think 
obviously depending on how he runs but if all goes to plan where would you ideally like to go after well he was a kind of a plan in the back of my head that we'd run into King George at Christmas hmm. so that's still there uh, once we get out uh, over Saturday they're safe and sound and all going well, we'll we, we might aim for that that race in Kempton how, how does it feel this year with, a, obviously, you know, it's completely different to this time last year. I guess everything he did last year, he kept surprising people. But, I mean, now there's a weight of yeah. expectation with him. That's it. There's probably more pressure this, this year. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's he, we're looking forward to him. Uh, he's, we think he's physically developed a little bit stronger uh, and... After he summered well, and he has that extra bit of age as well, you know. So he's he's really developed now into a nice type of horse. So strong, he was always kind of light framed and and uh, not fully matured. So we're hoping that he's he had a good summer out and and he had a long break and and he's really filled into his frame. So I'm looking at him there now and saying uh, he looks well and everything like that. And anyone that has seen him saying that he has filled out. So. Sam came up and sat in him there two weeks ago he wrote him and uh, he, he was delighted with him as well uh, and his appearance he said that he really filled out and he, well. he'll be back on board for the Paddy Power will he? he is yeah he's back on board yeah so uh, he's looking forward to him we're all looking forward to it so it's a starting point as well probably it's been a funny kind of a year there with, with, with uh, the weather the weather has been very bad and We've we've had a bit of hassle up here with gallops. Gallops have been flooded and things like that. So we've had to go away a good bit and mix it here and there. So we've we've uh, we're happy enough with him, yeah. Fugitive finished second at Cheltenham three times last year, and maybe he'll be able to go one better tomorrow. His trainer Richard Hobson joined Nick on the show earlier this week, and Nick asked Richard whether he had Fugitive just where he wanted him for this time of the year. Definitely, yeah. If you'd asked me that question a few weeks ago, I said no, but he seems to have come just right in you know the last couple of weeks. He's done some really nice pieces of work and. Um, he looks fit, he looks strong, he looks hard. Um, hopefully, the £22 he's gone up from last season, he keeps improving and um, yeah, we'll see him in the shake-up at the end on Saturday. And there is something about this race course that seems to bring him alive. You know, he'd never run really at Cheltenham till last season and then suddenly bang, 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 and he's run three belting races there, particularly at the, at the festival. What do you think about it? it is about the place that seems to suit him so well? I'm not sure, sure. I mean, he liked um, Chepstow when he won um, at Chepstow as well. He just likes, he probably is better left-handed, to be fair. Um, he's drifted once or twice in a couple of his runs, but I think that was more greenness than anything. Um, we're going to put, put the cheek piece on him on Saturday, so he doesn't chuck the race away like he has done um, once last year. And um, hopefully with the improvement he's had over the summer, he seems to be a stronger horse. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll run a massive race. So do you think he, he was throwing races away then? Or do you think he was just finding one too good or well handicapped? Yeah. He, he's just been... He's, he's nearly 18 hands, Nick. So yeah, he's been a late developer and um, he's taken time for the penny to drop, really. And I think he's a mature horse now coming into the season. Now, that's interesting. This might make people think differently because your kind of first reaction when you look at him, you think, well, yeah, we know where we are. He's rated 153. That's what he is. He's not going to get any better. But 
talking to you, it kind of make, makes me think, well, actually, we might be scratching the surface. I'd say this will be his year, yeah. I'd hope so, because um, he just wasn't furnished last year or the season before. He's just taken that time because of the sheer size of him. And I'm hoping that um, we'll see the best of them this year, yeah. The big clash of the weekend at Cheltenham comes in the Grade 2 Schler chase on Sunday as John Bond takes on Edward Stone for the first time. The young pretender John Bond is currently 2-1 on while Edward Stone is 5-2 and these two look to be Britain's leading two-mile chasers this season. Nubin Egra shouldn't be forgotten having won the race before and editor Dejit proved last season that he more than deserves his place in this field and he also ran in the Holden Gold Cup last week which I'm sure will have brought him forward fitness-wise. The trainers of the big two both joined the podcast this week and we'll hear first from Nicky Henderson on how John Bond's been doing. I'm ready to go. It wasn't the original plan, but it's just come to hand really nicely and he seems in good form. You know, it is only three weeks to the Tingle Creek, but he took his racing very well in the back end of last season. We, you know, they came a bit rat a tat and he was great. So I don't think Three weeks is too much of a burden to ask him. Well, I, I guess, as you say, Schler, uh, then then Tingle Creek, and everything there on in sort of is pretty is pretty obvious target wise. Is it working back from a, a champion well, chase? It, it's, it's not necessary. No, because the thing was the, the back end of last year. In fact, after Cheltenham, um, we were pretty determined to go two and a half. Mm. And it was only actually when you looked at, he was in, I, I thought we'd go to Aintree over two and a half. But the, the two-mile novice chase was blatantly weaker than the two-and-a-half-mile novice chase. So we stayed at two. And he was very good. He won well. And then I needed to find out, once and for all, are you a two-miler or plus? You know what I mean? And we literally, the 13 days, turned around and went to Sandown for the celebration chase. And over two, taking on the sort of older two-milers. I mean, all but you know, the winners of the um, champion chase or barkles or anything like that weren't in there. But there was some good yardsticks. And he beat them very comfortably. And again, he looked like a two-miler. Um, so, you know, I, I couldn't, yeah, the, the plan is Schler and Tingle Creek, after which we will have to re-examine the stamina issue and let's see, you'd expect him to stay. And, and um, ha- Nicky, how much do you think that depends on, on John Bon or how much does it depend on the, on the competition in, in the two divisions? Well, I think... John Bond himself, is, he, he, he seems very fresh and well and enthusiastic about it all. You know, he seems sharp. So I'm hoping he is. You know, if he wants to be a two-miler, that's fine. Mm. If he wants further, you know, we were in the same boat last year, heading to Tingle Creek with Shishkin, only to find out he was a three-miler. <laughs> so, you know, a, a lot can happen. That's that. That's very true. Yeah. Um Good. Well, that so that that's John Bon. Um, are we going to see Lucia this weekend? Yes, that is the plan. Lucia and Iberico Lord both planning to run in the Great Wood. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's what we'll do. She, uh, she's come out of Weatherby well. We've sort of 
went through everything with her yesterday, test-wise and everything, and everything says she's in good order. So, um, you know, why not? It's a hell of a prize. What do you feel? Um, what do you feel about about the mayor's race at Weatherby? Uh, that she needed it. Right. Uh, I was sort of slightly aware of that before we went there. Mm. I was in two eyes, to be honest with you, whether it was the right thing to do. But you know, she still ran a very good race until she got a bit tired at the end. Um, you'd like to think she'd come on a fair bit for that. Uh, Mr. Coffee in in the novice nearly caught me out because I didn't expect him to still be a novice having run in a national, <laughs> but he yeah. is. We're well aware that he's a novice. <laughs> he yeah. is. Um, but I mean, you know, it's interesting to see that he's a novice coming into a Grade Two race, and it's the highest rated horse in the race. Mm. Um, so obviously, it makes rather more sense to be running in a conditions race than it would be running in the handicap the next day. Mm. so we will go for the novice and yeah he seemed in really good shape actually I mean I'm looking forward to running him and he wouldn't mind the ground if he got a bit soft so you know I've got to I mean as far as the nationals concerned it would be our objective although with the reduction in the field size for the grand national as it currently stands on stats for the last five years he wouldn't now get into this year's Grand National. Hmm. So it's pretty important that he gets on and wins a race fairly shortly, which he should be doing for, as he is to the novice after three seasons. Um, you know, he's been running some fantastic races and he's done great things, but he hasn't won one yet. That's not his fault, it's the trainer's fault for running him in stupid races. Uh, and have, do you change anything with him at home or, or anything or just find the right race for him? No. Just try and run him in the sensible race. Now, you know, if you want to go and win a race, you ought to be going down to the country and finding a nice little novice chase. But they don't let you do that anymore. You know, they're all novice handicaps, and he's rated 144. So he can barely run in a novice handicap. So, um, you know, luckily he's still got a sort of, you know, these better races whereas I say he does actually come into it technically as the highest rated horse in the race mm. but you're you're not making life very easy for him to win a novice chase by running in the grade two now over to the trainer of John Bond's chief rival Alan King as Nick asked Alan how Edward Stone's work has been looking at home well he's working as well as ever I mean I hope I hope he runs extremely well on Sunday and we can stick to the two miles but um yeah, there is a lot of stamina in the pedigree. He's getting, he's another year older. So look, it, it, we'll see. I mean, if, if if he runs very well Sunday, I, I would think the chances are we'll, we'll we'll go back to the Tingle Creek. And if he does, if he tells us that he needs to go further, we'll look at the Peterborough. You know, but um, look, I, I'm not going to predict what we're going to be doing after Saturday no. after Sunday. I think we'll leave it up to the horse. You know. Yeah, but more to the point, at the moment he's in he's in really good nick. And we go back to Tingle Creek last year. He bolted up. He ran an amazing race behind Editor De Gitte in that in that race at the at the end of January at, at Cheltenham last year. Do, do you do you have any reason why he didn't fire in the in the Queen Mother? Has anything come to light at all? Not a thing. I mean, we, we, we he was blood tested, scoped straight afterwards. He was sent down to Ben Brain to check the winds. Everything came back clear. I mean, the only thing was it was very tacky ground that day, and whether he just didn't operate. But it's the first time I've I've, I've known him that he, he didn't travel in a race. And it's just one of those things. I mean, he, he's been such a consistent horse through his whole life. He's hardly ever run badly. 
Exactly. And we give him a, we just we roughed him off straight after Cheltenham once we'd done all the checks. He's a proper good holiday back with the owners and he looks terrific. His work's been good. So let's hope it was just a, a one off. But as I say, Sunday will be a it'll decide what we're doing for the rest of the season, hopefully. It surely will, and I know I'm not certainly not going to try and press you, but the entry is there even for the even for the King George. I guess that, that the point is if if you're not in, you know, you don't have the option. Exactly. Look, if, he, if, he, if we thought we were going to step him up and trip, we went to the Peterborough one well there, we'd, be, we'd probably be kicking ourselves if we weren't on the King George. But it's, look, it's, it's an option. It's no more than that at the moment. Uh, listen, we're really looking forward to seeing him. He's clearly got a, a formidable rival, but even Nicky Henderson's talking about stepping John Bon up in trip later in the season. So who's to say you're not the quicker of the two horses anyway? Oh, well, somebody will tell. Now, we heard Nicky Henderson mentioning his contenders for the Greatwood Hurdle on Sunday at Cheltenham, but I think the most interesting runner in the race could be Lookaway, who won the entry bumper in 2022 before disappointing over hurdles last season. He was back with a vengeance when winning two hurdle races at Utoxter back in May, before following up in a Grade 2 novice hurdle at Cheltenham last month. A mark of 132 doesn't look harsh, and he's a horse that his trainer Neil King has always thought an awful lot of. So when Nick caught up with Neil earlier this week, he asked what's so special about this horse. He's, he just oozes class. He's a, he's a gorgeous-looking horse. Everything's in the right place on him. Um, I ride him out in the mornings. He gives you the tremendous feel. And he's just a, a real tough, hardy horse that just, to me, uses class. He's a very good workhorse at home, as one would expect, with his, his form. Um, he's got speed in time. I know he'll stay. Yeah, he ticks an awful lot of boxes. So having done having done what he did as a, as a very young horse... How despondent were you last year when things weren't really coming together for him? Um, I wasn't so despondent with him as an individual. I was despondent with the the whole yard. We were, uh, I experienced the worst season I've ever had last year. We had a, a difficult time and I knew that he was being affected by the others were, were being affected that was it was quite clear so I never lost faith in him it was just uh, just so frustrating that we yeah we just couldn't find the, the, the get to the bottom of the problem until the springtime uh, yeah to go and win his two little races before we put him away from the summer and then he's come out and, and, and won really impressively on his on his comeback as well um, how, how happy are you with his progression going into going into Sunday um, he, I mean, he's got to improve. That was his uh, his first run of the season. Obviously, at Cheltenham, everything else were were race fit horses. Um, he's got to come on, just be sharpened up for having had that run um, at Cheltenham. Um, I've actually just worked him this morning. He's felt a million dollars squealing going down the ridgeway with me, and uh, no, very very happy with him, and looking forward to it. And you're you're in no doubt that this is the most naturally gifted horse that you've handled. Yeah, uh, little Rockefeller was. A- and a lot of talent, but some days he used to. He had a brain started running. He dropped himself houses and then um, come storming back home to to win or just get defeated. Had he laid up all the way, he'd have won many more. But no, look away. I just seem as a you know a consistent, hardy sort. Um, I can't can't say enough about him. Well, there we are, another week over. I hope you enjoy all the action over the weekend. Thank you very much once again for listening. Nick will be back with you as usual on Monday morning. Have a lovely weekend. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.